need to have room to have failure. And when it's just us, we don't like failure, but we understand that it's a part of our process. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Okay. This week's hapster of the week is Melissa. Melissa is a boudoir photographer. You can follow her on Instagram at boudoir by Melissa. I think that's just what it is. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for you guys, but you can follow her over there. She has such a beautiful mission of helping women really feel empowered at any stage, her motto is that you don't have to wait or lose any weight or change anything about your body if you're postpartum or if you're pregnant or any of that in order to celebrate and feel sexy in it. And her photos really, I think, do a great job of showing that. And so for our sessions, I wanted to shout her out because she's just decided to embody the motto that I say is the difference between my clients who come and get results immediately and get all of the results they want versus the ones that just kind of get some scattered results here and there. She decided in advance and in advance of every session and then reaffirms it at the end of every session that she's going to come and get what she came for. And she's doing it. So really fun. We've been working on scheduling for her. And it's like the second we come in, she's like, all right, yeah, I'm feeling scattered and this thought and that thought. We clean up some of the thinking, we do the scheduling. And then right afterwards, I get a message from her being like, I'm so glad we talked about this today. I implemented it for three, for the next three days. And she is in the mindset that is going to launch her into crazy results because you guys wonder, you're like, I don't know, scheduling. I don't know if it's really for my personality every 15 minutes, getting a role. I don't know. I feel like I like to have spontaneity. I really work more creative. If you're having thoughts that are the process might not work for me, shocker, it might not work for you. Doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the process. It means that the way that you're thinking about it is holding you back from embracing it and from getting the results that you want. So kudos to you, Melissa, for coming in and deciding no matter what I give you, you're going to get what you came for. That's the type of attitude that's going to bring you really far, going to make you lots of money and going to make the process so much more fun, right? Why sign up for a process and then resist it the whole way? I don't get it, but some of you guys are heels dug in doing it. So shout out to Melissa, go and follow her on Instagram. Her link is in the show notes. Today, we're talking about all the delegation drama and how to cultivate confidence in your team or your new hires whether it's for them, whether it's for you, or whether it's for your clients and for your customers who might be having some resistance to being passed off to another quote unquote passed off, right? Like that's what they like to say, like, oh, you're passing me off. You're not going to be whatever. They have their thoughts. And so how do you have a graceful transition is the goal without basically hiring someone and then feeling like you're still doing all the work. So step one, is to set a deadline. 
set a deadline for the entire process because the truth is, is that it's going to come with discomfort. That is without a question. Hiring someone, you're going to have to decide like, can I afford this? Can I not? What do I like? What do I pay them? What do I, how do I onboard them? How do I make time for this? How do I train them? What do I even, right? And so you have to set a deadline for yourself and then reverse engineer it. These are the things that I recommend you set deadlines for. Hiring, training. So the training process is going to require you to create the training and the process in advance. And then actually, how long is it going to take you to train them on these things, right? So that you can set the expectation for them and you. Then the transition of responsibilities. So set a deadline for their understanding and for your understanding and for your client's understanding of when you will officially be transitioning the responsibilities over to them. This is one of the hardest shifts in our entrepreneurial journey is going from solopreneur to true entrepreneur which is where you have other employees underneath you and you do have to do some delegating. You are not your only business and you are not the only person that is a part of creating the results in your business. But ultimately though, you are the leader that needs to set the precedent and set the belief in stone for everyone. Okay, so once you've set these deadlines, which will help you to produce and to take action regardless of the discomfort that comes along with it, then you need to give your employees room to fail. Sounds fun, right? Yes. Failure is not a word that we like. I know some of my clients hate it even more than others, but we definitely want to make sure that like when you're starting out in your business, there is room for failure. For you, like, you know, you didn't have the, the very first time you met with a client, you stumbled over your words, right? The very first time that you delivered something like now, if you delivered that same thing, it's way better, right? That's the nature of things. We improve, we get better. We learn from our mistakes, from our trial and error. We need to have room to have failure. And when it's just us, we don't like failure, but we understand that it's a part of our process. Sometimes when we're going to delegate, we forget that it's okay if our staff doesn't get it right away. If our employees have to fail in order to get to where we were. So our brain, your brain wants to tell you, oh, well, if I want it done right, I just have to do it myself. I was like, maybe so. But the truth is, is if you have a process and if you have standards, and if you have all of these things that we cover in training, right? Eventually they're going to get there, but they're not going to be perfect on the, on the first try. The best way to get your new hire to that place is to make room for them to fail and let them know, hey, listen, I know you're going to get it. This is my expected timeline that you're going to get it. Up until that point, you're going to like have mistakes. It's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. This is a culture where we make room for that. I promise you making room for that is going to actually inspire more greatness than it will actually create a sloppy hire, right? Room for failure doesn't mean that people are going to strive to fail. It just means that they understand that they can put themselves out there and they can actually take action, which is what you want from an employee. Okay. Number three is decide that they're going to succeed. Ultimately, 
you have to believe in your hires in order for them to really believe that they're going to fit in. Like you're the one that's been through all of this. You can see the the route, the path to success, and you have to believe that they're going to work out. If you don't, you're going to constantly be looking at their growth as failure. You're going to be looking at it as not a fit. And you need to decide that they're going to succeed so that you can continue to have forward progress instead of, like I said, that back and forth, that energy suck of giving them a task, being like, I don't know, let's let the results determine what I think. That's actually not a good way to do it. I want you to decide in advance that they're going to succeed so that when they inevitably fail in the beginning, you're like, it's okay. Failure is a part of the success process, right? And then they continue to pick themselves back up and recover with resilience very quick. That's what you want in a good staff. Okay. So number one, set the deadlines. Number two, give them room to fail. Number three, decide that they're going to succeed. And number four, offer your belief to them. So don't only decide for yourself, but like pass it along, right? I I tell my staff all the time, like, yeah, we're going to get this going. Oh my gosh, this is so great. This is what you're already really great at. These are the areas in which I see you really finding your stride down the line. These are all of the things that you're that are eventually going to be click that are going to click for you and that are going to be like second nature to you in a little bit. Like paint the vision for them and offer that belief which will make their process of failing a little bit smoother so that they can start to see failure for what it is as a part of that success path that you've laid out for them. Okay. Number five, I think that's the number, right? Build your belief into your company culture. So I don't know if you have a company manifesto. That's something I work on with a lot of my clients or a mission statement, but I created one for mine and it basically says, I only hire the best. I hire hardworking and resourceful people that come and they get what they came for. They produce results. They over-deliver. They over-promise. They schedule. They adhere to deadlines. They tell the truth. They fail until they succeed, period. They always succeed. And like I claim that about who I hire And I believe in that so firmly that it gives all of my staff the the opportunity to rise to that self-concept in themselves. And I know the 200K Mastermind, Stacey has a culture of belief that we're the best life coaches in the industry. She just says like the people in the room of 200K are the best coaches in the industry. And we take that identity very seriously. Because she said that, we're like, yeah, damn straight. We are the best coaches in the industry. And I've seen my like shoulders kind of like, you know, elevate a little bit more from her belief that in the room and from me getting in the room, right? So if you create that company culture of your belief in the type of people that you want to attract, and then you claim it and you state it all of the time you will see people either rise to it or they'll immediately, it'll become clear that they're not a fit, okay? But you have to make it room and you have to make it a part of who they have to be in order to be a part of it, right? And you'll just speak to your standards rather than to their particular, like 
experience with a task that you've assigned them. Okay. Number six is offer your belief in them to your clients and your customers. If needed, obviously certain businesses, you're not going to, they're not as client facing. So you won't need all of your staff to, for example, mine, they don't necessarily need to know how well Janelle and Natalie are doing because they do a lot of my behind the scenes work or Danny or Christine, even though I love to talk about all of those people on this podcast. Um, because again, it's part of my company culture that like, I just, I, I love, like I have a loving relationship with all of my employees and it's just like, they're so badass. They're smart. They're ambitious. They own the results and the goals and the mission of my company as much as I do. And I claim that and state that I've made that a mission that I offer that to them. But then I, you also get to offer it to your clients. So I have a couple of clients right now that are in this stage where they've hired employees and they are about to pass off some of their previous responsibilities to exclusively to some creative work to these clients. So let's say you are an event planner or you're a designer or a web designer, a professional organizer, like your brain wants to think when you're a solopreneur, I am my business. People hire me for me. That does not have to be true. You can still be a creative and delegate. If you're having this delegation drama, it's because you are practicing disbelief in your employee's ability to get your clients the same results. So how can you find new thoughts to practice belief in your employees that will serve you and your clients to say like, hey, listen, they're an extension of me. That's one beautiful thought. My employee is an extension of me. I have the best training, the most meticulous training system that I make sure that it's there. And then the final one to really put the cherry on top of that that it's kind of like 6.1.2. I don't know. <laughs> it's like 6B. That's that's a better way of explaining it. Is trust but verify. So yes, you're delegating meticulously, but also the final step is you until you know that this person is like fully mastered your training process, you're going to delegate to them, give them all the responsibilities and then before it goes out you see it and you approve it and you make sure it's to your company standards, right? And so instead of having all this drama of can they, can't they, put them to the test, trust that they're gonna succeed, give them room to fail, set the deadlines, offer your belief to them, offer your, like build your own belief in them and then offer it to your clients. And then finally, just trust them that they can do it, but then verify it, of course. And if there is room for improvement, tell them the truth. And then move on. This is, we succeed. This is part of it, right? This is how we do. This is how we grow. This is how we get better. So if you're still having delegation drama, I highly encourage you to make some comments on this podcast episode. Let me know if there is something else specifically that I didn't mention in this episode that you're struggling with, because this is a big one. And I would love to do a delegation drama 2.0 if I get enough feedback from you guys on what you're struggling with, delegating, what your industry is, tell me a little bit more about it. Set up a mini session over on Instagram and the link in my bio at what's happening WJS. And 
we can make sure that we address that because there really is no thing that I found, no industry, no creative pursuit that you cannot delegate. Even if you are an artist, there are certain things about your craft and about what you're doing, whether it's marketing or whether it's selling or whether it's, you know, getting in front of the clients or booking studios. Like there are lots of things that you can truly delegate to scale. How do I know? Because there's the top of every industry. And if you're not there, there's room to grow. All right, you guys have a beautiful weekend. Go and delegate some uh, tasks that you don't need to be doing. The end. Hey, Hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening WJS. Again, that's happy H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step. 